0: the payoff
1: welcome to an all new episode of the payoff i'm tom that's jeff jeff how the hell are you doing
0: not too bad man how about you this is uh, i'm excited for this one but i've been i'm feeling good we're coming off of uh you know, some some different shows here, just kind of you know things happening, and so yeah, elimination chamber this last weekend. Just uh, it's exciting time. You know, we're we we are the next show is uh, you know the big one, so I'm ready. Man, this is gonna be a fun episode. Yeah, this one a little crazy. I I don't even I think I I picked this one because this is not the first time we've actually talked about this card. Um, we we covered the the women's match on this one before, and I think when I was just kind of looking at this one, it was like you know what I, uh, you know part I think I had said try in 2024 or kind of the the payoff resolution for me was to try and find some different matches, some wrestlers we haven't seen before, maybe some shows we haven't seen before, or you know not talked about much, some of those pay per views, maybe some one off type things. And this is one where it's two guys we haven't covered from a show that, you know, was was overall really good. This is a good match. And so um, I'm shocked we have, you know, surprised we at least haven't talked about Neville, like Bo Dallas. You don't think about putting on a lot of great matches, but he was you know the champ at NXT come in this one. And so, you know, he did a lot. And of course, the connection to Bray, as we all know. So, uh, yeah, just exciting stuff.
1: Good, man. I'm pumped to uh, I'm pumped to cover this one. it has be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You ready to get into it? Let's just rock and roll, man. Let's do this. All right. It's
1: time for the build. Oh, it's time for the build. NXT arrival 2014. Full Sail University. So this is early on in the uh, NXT uh, lineage. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years since all of that started. So just, there's like a 10 year history of, uh, NXT. Um, we'll, we'll get into this, but I mean, they really loaded this one up. There was a pre-show panel with Kevin Nash, Paul Heyman, Brett Hart and Renee Young. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were, they were making a really big deal about this. It was pretty cool. Um, let's get to the card here. Uh, Cesaro is going to defeat Sami Zayn in 22 minutes, which, I mean, how is that not awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mojo Rally defeated CJ Parker in three minutes. The Ascension retained their tag team championships in six minutes, defeating Too Cool. Paige is going to defeat Emma in 12 minutes. Tyler Breeze and Xavier Woods ends in a no contest. And then we have the ladder match that we're here to cover, which is going to be a lot of fun. That's it, man. I mean, this is uh, beginning of NXT. It's uh, you know we're we're back at, at full sale. There were people apparently waiting outside. They couldn't get in. Um, did a huge uh, number on the network. I mean, just a just a really really interesting show. Interesting time. You know, it's just a new era of WWE. I mean, I, I guess in some ways it feels like, you know the current era, if you will, but I mean, you know, network and streaming and, Mm -hmm. you know, NXT, you know, controlling your, your farm system, if you will. Uh, I mean, you just, gosh, you look at the names that have gone through NXT and God, it's, it's almost half the roster. Now Uh, we're going to talk more about NXT when we get into the match, but uh, yeah, just, just really fun. How did we get to this match? Um, You know, these two, fighting for a a heavyweight championship and and the ladder match stipulation.
0: Yeah. So this was interesting because like NXT was not what we know it today. And so it was pre-taped back then, but this was a big deal because like I said, this was the first true you know, premium, you know, paper like kind of event takeover that they were doing. That's why it's called Arrival. So, um, getting into this one. So, you actually had Neville winning, you know, what we're going to for the sake of conversation, we're going to say Neville, but this is Pac, the bastard Pac, whatever you want to call him, you know, if you're not familiar with him. But, uh, Neville actually winning the number one contender match it was against Sami Zayn for uh, Bo Dallas's title, it was November 17th, 2013. So, this match takes Place February twenty seventh, but winning that the contender match way back in November, the end of November, um, he then had they then had a match for the title. It was the next episode of NXT. It was won by Count Out, but title didn't change hands on that one. You then had two. NXT episodes later, so we're in late December at this point, you had him facing Bo Dallas again for the title. It was a Lumberjack match, but uh, ended up losing that one when Tyler Breeze interfered in the Lumberjack match. But then he became the number one contender again after Bo Dallas. It was actually a beat the clock challenge. We don't see a whole lot of beat the clock challenges, but those are you know fun when they're happening and stuff like that. Um, and so because uh, you know, uh, Bo Dallas getting distracted and stuff like that, but uh, not beating the clock. So Neville, um, like I said, the end of January when we're in the end of February for the show, becoming the number one contender again. And then Triple H just announcing, though, the week later that the match would be a ladder match at this show. So uh, that's how we get there. Plain and simple, kind of easy stuff. You know, Dallas is the champ. And then um, just kind of doing it that way. So, yeah, that, that not much else to talk about, but that's okay.
1: I mean, these two, I'd imagine it's going to be a banger and I'm looking forward to it. And sometimes I just love covering great wrestling matches, you know, like just, yeah. it, it's not a long one. So I'm sure it's just going to be fast paced and a lot of fun. So we haven't, uh, kinda,
0: ladder, uh, we haven't covered a ladder match in a while either. So this has been, yeah. been a while.
1: So yeah. you'll refresh my memory on how it works,
0: you know, like how, how the winners crown during the match oh yeah of course uh, the stipulations of the ladder match of course this one you have to very slowly you can't do it too fast because the ladder would tip over fall you might hurt yourself but this yeah. is of course the nxt belt which just is the great nxt like with the big X great the it. belt like, yeah great belt um hanging above the ring you know 50 feet who knows 100 feet you know just way above gotta the be. ring that's why you got to climb so slowly but um, and then you have to set up a ladder in the center of the ring, climb to the top and then unhook the belt from the, uh, hook that is at the top of the ring. And so, uh, and, and obviously like, the more, the more tired you get, the harder it is
1: to climb and the harder it is to unhook the belt. So,
0: yes. And again, and I want to remind every, like it, this is just good advice for anyone listening. Always climb the ladder slow. You never want to hurry. Um, and just take care of yourself. You know, I just hope everybody has fun. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. So we'll see what happens here and go from there all right let's
1: get in oh hold on so 40 minute mark uh part two of nxt arrival uh season one episode two on peacock yep 40 minutes on the dot are you ready let's do it it's time for the payoff oh it's time for the payoff all right here we go you're right that beautiful belt right in between the two of them it's being hoisted up top Uh, I like this. Both are kind of intense looking at each other. Bo Dallas with that sinister look on his face. Um, I I don't know if you know more than I do, but what, like, I mean, I guess they were trying to bring Bo Dallas back, right? Like, and and they would have unveiled him and who knows what would have happened, but it's just, it's just hard to believe a guy with that look um, that could obviously work in the ring with his family history is just out of work. And I don't know if he doesn't want to work. I mean, I don't think he's doing like any independence. I don't know if he, you know, puts much out there. Like, I, I don't, I don't know, but it's just, I, I'm looking at him right now and I'm like, how is this guy not in professional wrestling?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that, do you know, was- do, I mean, do you know anything? He was going to be the Uncle Howdy or whatever it was. With or the he was playing it. He was doing it. Yeah. And so I, it, like, we'll never know kind of, uh, you know, we'll never know what that could have become. Like, who knows? I I think that, um, I, I, that's part of why I'm interested to watch this one because I've just never really, I, who, and Hawk flying or Neville flying all over the ring on this one. Um, I haven't watched, I don't think I've ever watched a Bo Dallas match other than the, yeah, I believe in him running around the ring in, uh, the wwe you know the main show so yeah. that's why i'm kind of really interested to see this and kind of what kind of worker he is and hey grant he was doing a little bit of a funnier gimmick but he was there this commercial break what do we got going on here yeah okay back from commercial now that was weird um and so yeah the you know kind of playing it up uh you know i i, I just interested just, but i think that who knows what we would have gotten if bray was still alive and um you know these characters were to play out i don't think we'll see them again in any form so we'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens agreed but we're working hard right um, now though
1: yeah i mean looks looks great they both they both look great so uh oh, and he had the bow leaf thing on his uh tights at this point i can't yep. remember when he did that i didn't know if that
0: was more on this the main was not roster. that long before this yeah he was doing that yep
1: I, I'll tell you just a random observation. You know, I I felt like, and I'm tell me if I'm I'm right or wrong here. I felt like in NXT, Adam Cole came across like such a star and had so much potential, and I dare say was this generation Shawn Michaels, and then for whatever reason in AEW he looks like a twerp. Mm. That doesn't really fit in. He looks. I, I don't.
0: Me. Yeah, he I looks don't how that's
1: way, He looks way smaller. He he just he he just looks like a, another indie guy in AW, But in NXT, he looked like he was. And, and you know, if, if Triple H was calling the shots and not Vince, I think Adam Cole would have been a big star on the main roster. And maybe there's still time for that, right? Maybe he'll come back and, and triple H will put him in a really prominent position. I don't Mm know, Mm -hmm. but I, I just, it's interesting how great he looked in NXT. I I thought he was, you know, going to be a huge star on the main roster.
0: Yeah. So I got Neville kind of hung up on the, uh, in the ropes at this point. So we're going to get our first ladder finally. So here we go. NXT, like, there was obviously
1: a period where they could do no wrong. The shows were incredible. The roster was loaded. My belief, tell tell me if you agree or disagree. My belief is a lot of that had to do with the fact that there was no AEW. Mm. TNA wasn't really doing a whole heck of a lot. And so it was more due to the talent available that they could plug in. So, you know, You had Samoa Joe and Drew McIntyre and Nakamura and Finn Balor and blah, 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 blah. And you had all these guys and none of them were WWE or NXT created stars. They all came in made men, right? They all came in with an incredible, you know, I mean, following and and we already knew who they were. And so I, I just don't like I look at NXT now and I'm like, well, it's not as good as it was. But how could it be? Because when guys are that good, they're going to AEW or there's other places to work, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that that's my feeling on it is it's not going to be what it was. And not that Triple H didn't do a good job with it. But I just think that there was a time in the business where there were, you know, at all times, five to 10 really good men and women that were already established that they could put in there and and build
0: yeah and i think i mean it's credit to the system because yeah if you look at this kind of early nxt roster type days and who was there and then uh, like like really who came through like you do kind of wonder like you know there there definitely wasn't a lack of talent and, and I almost feel like they're talking about it like I almost feel the same conversations happening right now in that like some of the people in NXT just look really good. Like, you know, it, do they have necessarily the, the star power off of the indies that like, you know, Seth might have had or or, you know, some of these guys might have had maybe not. But also at the same time, like I I think now that we've talked about, like they are building superstars that are different. Like you know, I know that was oh, you and I have always made the complaint of like they're 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 wrestling the same style, but we're finally. Uh, you know, we're seeing some people doing some some different things, whether it's like Tiffany Stratton or stuff like, you know, she's main roster ready, like Braun has been beyond main roster ready. And so um, which I don't know if I believe this or not, but somebody said they clocked his spear at like 22, 23 miles an hour or something like that. Like he gets, he <laughs> Dude, gets moved, They did look they look crazy he hits that thing hard as hell. My, my buddy was actually messaging. Oh boy, big ladder spot there. My buddy actually messes the group. He's like, he like Bron breaker is getting him interested in the spear again. Like, yeah, Roman does it. Charlotte does it like, you know, you've got all these people that do it, but at the same time, like dude comes off the ropes and is just hauling ass. And so, um, It's absolutely worth it, and so yeah. So I think that, but with that, like I said, I think you got a lot of people that are ready to come up, kind of do their thing, Um, and so it'll be interesting. But yeah, you know, it's it is crazy to look at who was in these first few years of NXT and where we're at now, like. I do wonder, like, is in five years, are we going to be talking about Braun in the world title scene? Like, probably. Like, is Tiffany going to be, you know, one that is in the women's picture? Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just a really cool time. Same with Bianca, like, watching all her matches. Like, Asuka didn't need to go to NXT because she had been so well established in Japan and, and stardom and stuff like that. But also, like, they made her out to be a rock star and that's what we got so um i yeah I, they're hitting on all cylinders right now and i think with uh vince having no input anymore and it really is triple h and Sean's show um and i wonder how much more that sean show versus triple h is now with all the changes that are happening like sky all sean show i think he has yeah. everything yeah sky's the limit as far as i'm concerned So, good match. Really we good guys, match up, so far. Uh, the, the, the caution up and the
1: The caution tape on the ladder is kind of a nice that's touch. That's a nice that's touch, cool.
0: yeah, with the, the yellow and gold, yeah, or black and gold, yeah, that's a nice touch. Um, oh, see, that's what happens. You climb too fast, and it gets tipped over by somebody. You just – you really got to be careful out there. So, yeah, uh, fans not not really popping too much. Just kind of – they're there. Um, I thought maybe they would cheer, but, yeah, they get a little bit happening, so – um, I got a, uh, I,
1: I got something for you. Sure. You you follow you follow football. Of you course. I'd assume follow Adam Schefter. Of course, yep. How how often does Adam Schefter report something that turns out to be completely false? False
0: rare. Can can you name can you name an instance? There was a big where, one not that long ago, I thought, but I can't remember what it was. Uh,
1: but but in the last five years, how, how many times do you think he's been wrong about something? Two or three at most. Okay. Okay. Um, how how often in the last five years has Dave Meltzer been wrong about something?
0: Oh man. Uh, this week? Do we, can you give me a time frame here for this? How how,
1: how and, and and I'm not picking on Meltzer. I'm I'm saying all of these. Wrestling, and I'm not even talking the like clickbait bullshit websites that make things up. I'm talking the quote-unquote wrestling media. They're, I mean, they're wrong about half the shit they post.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Sasha was already going to debut in AEW, right? Uh, yes. I mean, uh, they, yeah. I mean, as of our recording, she hasn't, right? uh yes. You know. Uh, so and so's definitely gone. Oh no, they're not. Oh, this person's injured. Oh no, it was a work. I mean, it's just, they don't know anything. I mean, it's just so funny that it's like you want me to take you seriously as a member of the media. You want me to take you seriously as a journalist. Fine, let's take your favorite football journalist, your favorite baseball journalist, uh, your you know, Woj in the NBA you know, he's wrong once every 18 months and gets blasted on Twitter. Right. And I, Oh, Hey guys, sorry. I, yep. I thought that, you know, this, this coach was, uh, you know, retiring. I, I was wrong. I got, I got bad information. You know, like, I mean, you, you can name how many times in their career, they won't be wrong 10 times these assholes in wrestling. And so it's like, you want me to take you seriously as a member of the media. You want me to call you a journalist. You want me to treat you the way that I would, you know, treat an Adam Schefter, but you're not, you're not acting that way. You're wrong all the time. You're wrong about the industry all the time. It's, 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 it's actually unbelievable yet. You're charging people for it. I don't pay Adam Schefter $10 a month for news, Mm -hmm. but Sean
0: Ross Sapp's getting five to $10 a month. And he's making stuff up. The, I think. Well, what was it recently? Was it the other night? I forget when it was, but are they? Uh, it was before Vengeance, a couple of weeks ago, where Shawn Michaels I saw did. The, well, they do the press conferences, and I think both. I think they're cool. I like the idea of the press conference, but on the flip side, and I, you know, AEW kind of started it, and then WWE kind of brought them back, or you know, as well too. But I think that they. Uh, Michaels made the comment. He goes, "I'm not media trained." after it. He said and this is of course Michael said stuff. that Michael said that of uh, something like I I am not like you know trained by the media or you know I don't have that training. And so I think that and, and Triple H kind of got burned for this too. Um where they said that you know yeah he he just didn't know how to handle some of those questions. And or you know, hey, I only want to focus on the positive. And people were like, okay, well, that's not the right answer. Like, you know, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't think there was well the right
1: the right answer the 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 right answer in those people's minds was for Triple H to say, I think Vince McMahon is the worst human being on the planet. I hope he rots in hell. He's never welcome in my home or around his granddaughters ever again. And he can can you know rot in hell and I'm never gonna speak to him again and he has nothing to do with this company and I'm embarrassed that he did that. That's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what those people wanted. Well, here's the issue. Okay, he's not a lawyer. He's not yeah. the CEO of the company. He writes the fake storylines. He is you're discussing a man who is his daughter's grandfather and his wife's father. So I get it, okay? Vince is awful. The things he's been accused of are awful. There's a high likelihood that they're all true or mostly true, and he needs to go away. I get that. But to think that Triple H, as the guy who writes storylines for the company, was the appropriate person to handle this. And no matter what he says – it all still happened. Vince McMahon has billions of dollars in the bank. You're you're not going to change anything. So, who cares, right? Who cares what he or anyone else says? Let's see what the company does. Let's see if what changes they're making to make sure it never happens again. But but ultimately, that's a board, a CEO. I mean, I, 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 I I'm not minimizing Triple H's role, but he's. He, he's, he's in charge of content. He writes storylines. And would you have felt better if he spent hours on Sunday practicing a response so that he sounded like a fucking politician and gave you some fake answer? Does that make it better? So he, it was a no-win situation. Was the way he answered it perfect? No. But what people were looking for was not going to happen, nor should it have happened. I think that part of it too is the. the I mean, do you, this, you agree? You can you can disagree with me. That's just that's just how
0: I feel. I agree with. And you I'm not that. I'm not saying I'm right. I don't disagree with you. I think the problem that compounds this is the some of the press conferences work, some of the press conferences shoot, and so and you've got yes. to my knowledge. What I've learned this week too is like some of the like you and I could get into that quote media room. Like people could pay to get into that media room outside of like the true, I say, wrestling quote media, um, and so I think when you start looking at it from that angle, like there's fans there, like other than maybe the Super Bowl and it's some kid that's you know, wow, that was a giant Falcon Arrow, yeah, from Neville onto shit uh, well, he's laying on the ladder, yeah, that was now gigantic. they're now they're up, look at them now, map, they're man, modeling. they're going nuts, yeah, Jesus, jeez, but. I think until they distinguish, hey, these press conferences after the shows are not like they're part of the show. Like, yeah, you might get some in-character work, but you're also going to get some out-of-character work. I think that if you were going to have that press conference, like you should have done it separately. You know, like, okay, let's, you know, let's bother or let's ask the the tough questions here versus – like after the show, because it does take away from it. Like, and you know, like they're going to ask that question, like unless you have someone planted and you call on them first, like, but then people are going to think that. And so, yeah, so it's just, you got to be really careful in those types of situations. Yeah. Oh, and there you go. Neville winning the belt couldn't pot or uh Bodales couldn't climb back up in time. And yeah. So yeah, to put a bow on it. Yeah. I think that like, you just gotta, you gotta fix yeah, Shawn Michaels ends the conference call, stating it was the quote toughest one yet, and is quote not corporately trained. I want to make sure I get that right. Uh, he hopes to get back to the quote fun ones, but adds that he understands the media have to do their job and ask regarding Vince. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean
1: we we could we could talk about it forever. I just I felt like bashing Triple H just didn't, it didn't feel like the right target in the situation. Yeah, and I, I just, I, and I, and I, wow, that's a really cool, they got this like smoke coming down and he's there and man, yeah. they made him look like a million bucks and wow. You know, a guy like him would have been booked completely differently if triple H was in charge.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, well, you, you go
1: back through, you, you go back through history and it's like, I mean, guys like him would have looked, I mean, imagine you know, he would have looked so
0: much different on the main roster. I think he's hurt right now, which is why he's not there. Okay. But yeah, I'm with you. So, okay.
1: Let me, uh, and I, I'll just, I'll close the loop on this and just say that, you know, again, I, I just think that the COO whose father-in-law and grandfather of his children is in the mix isn't the person that is responsible for being the spokesperson of the company, mm-hmm. to your point, during a somewhat... Storyline related press conference. Yes. Like it's just, it, 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 so I get it. He was the first person from the company that you could ask questions to, but that is a Nick Khan question or yes. a board or an Ari Emanuel question. That's yep. who the question goes to. So it's just the wrong audience. And so that's where it's like, I, nothing, he's the wrong person to ask. And no matter what he says, you're not gonna like the answer. So I mm-hmm. get you asking, but but I wouldn't blast him. Now, there's a lot we don't know. What what did he know?
0: Yeah, we don't know. It'll come you out. Know, we know I, that. Yeah. I
1: I I I think I said this to you this morning, or maybe it was somebody else, but I think there's a chance that they're gonna have to wipe clean everyone that's involved with the company. Yeah, you texted me. I mean, that. if yeah. if 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 they look, I mean, if I mean they have all of his text messages, I mean, if they know if you can prove that that nikon the triple h that that other executives that they knew what was going on and said look i'm just going to stay the hell away from it and turn a blind eye but if they mm-hmm. knew the gist of what was going on i i don't know if they can survive but you know we'll see what happens um i follow the business so you know yep. I, I i'm interested in this just like i'm interested in the storylines just like i'm interested in the tv rights deals and We'll see what happens and it's it's absolutely horrible um but anyways yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's an it's an interesting yeah. discussion if nothing else um and I, I i feel i feel with a lot of things we're all going to have different reactions to it based on our perspective based on our experiences and how i feel about it isn't right or wrong how you feel about it isn't right or wrong um, but I don't think you can look at these things and, and factually say, this is what this person should have done or this. We all feel differently about it. We all look at it differently. So at any rate, yeah. uh, awesome match. Just love the theatrics at the end. Crowd was awesome. Let's jump into the aftermath.
0: Oh, it's time for the aftermath. All right. What do you think? Really good match. Like overall, like just really fantastic good. stuff. Like, you know, they were high action. I'm not surprised by those two. Is it It's definitely a good Bo Dallas match. I didn't pull up their t- his top matches, but got to be one of the, at least the top three out there. And so, yeah, just really good on that. And so um, this one too, after this this show, um, you know, Neville they, they continued to feud for a bit. There was a rematch about a month later, but uh, Neville retained on that one and that was the end of this feud. And so uh, pretty simple stuff on this one. You had though Bo Dallas and PWI was 73. Neville was 39. This is 2014. Uh, The torch on this one. Uh, On any other show, Neville and Bo Dallas would have gotten a lot of press coming out of this event. However, it was the misfortune of being overshadowed by the Cesaro-Sammy Zayn, but that shouldn't undercut the three-star-plus match that we saw in the main event. Overall, it was hard to find fault with this show. Uh, The Observer Newsletter, uh, this was funny. Dallas was kind of the uh, prototypical uh, pretty boy babyface for years here. Local guy, good hair, good smile, but the fans turned on him because his promos were so bad. So then he did this smarmy fake babyface character talking about his bow levers. Usually that works to make him a heel, but tonight the fans were chanting for him. They weren't against Neville, but they were more for the match. This was a good match, but as the latter match goes, a safe match. The crowd was chanting yes as he took down the belt. Three and a quarter star. So you got three well a three star plus three and a quarter. Tom what are you going to give this one for your payoff score? I got this at a seven.
1: I thought it was a really entertaining wrestling match. Yeah. um I, I liked it, thought it was good, good main event, um really good, you know, entertaining guys, right length, um yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess somewhat safe, but good, good match. That's where I had it. What about you?
0: not a lot of build and payoff on this one I, I, I will would say well the build was better but the payoff you know kind of at the very end here kind of small but I'm not gonna fault them for that it was early days of NxT so you really don't know what you're kind of getting with that but that's okay so um so yeah I'm gonna like I said I'm gonna be at a seven as well I think that it was still a good match so it was definitely want to go back and watch especially like if you want to watch the early days of Nxt I think this was just, it was a good show like um no reason to not go check it out so uh, yeah that's where I'm at um, want to remind everybody, of course, don't forget about uh, both of our sponsors. You got manscaped.com, use that promo code payoff. Uh you're getting 20% off on free shipping. So once you load up your cart with all that great stuff, you're you're looking at um Yeah, 20% off of free shipping using the code payoff at manscaped.com. And, of course, Caldera Lab, of course, don't forget about that good stuff there as well, too. That kind of men's skincare products, whether it's the eye cream, whether it's soap, whatever it is, kind of moisturizer. They got all kinds of good stuff. So make sure you're using the same code there, payoff. That's getting you um, 20% off as well, everything there in their store. So if you're just looking to take care of yourself, we got you covered, whether it's Caldera and Lab or manscaped.com, all kinds of good stuff there. So. Um so yeah we've had uh, a good week last week with Sting Vader we've got a good week pretty good week this week with this ladder match but then unfortunately next week uh, uh yeah not so good it's going to be something it's going to be something I'm I'm getting it set up right now and it's just uh it's going to be rough so we're 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 talking to Hulk Hogan Randy Savage versus the Alliance to end Hulkamania this is WCW uh unfortunately 19 and 96 so uh we will figure out what's going on and go from there we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of the path